I'm listening to the radio station where the mighty host of heaven sings. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from the land of the endless spring. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. The Master's Radio. Get in touch with God. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Two, three, four.
There you go. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's ten past two. It's Vintage Radio and it is... John Jenkins. And Ian Boyle on the... Vintage Radio. Thursday, Americana, <laughs> country, folk... No, I'm, I'm blues... I, do, I always get this wrong. Americana, Thursday, Americana, blues, country and folk. I do it in alphabetical. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a lot of things now, isn't it? Are we going to add anything else onto that? Are we going to stick with that now? What, um, jazz or? Mm, yeah, I don't get carried away. Yeah, I don't know. Indie, <laughs> indie whatever. Yeah, we'll just see what turns up. Let's try and get it to FC UK. You don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, what do you think of that, by the way? Harmonica song to start off at um, the Thursday show? Well, it's a great song, isn't it? Yeah, The Doors. Yeah. But that was Stasis quote. I remember getting that LP when I was 13. And uh, it was. It was great. This is before status quo became sort of, you know, sort of um, a little, little bit of a joke, and, I'd say. But a few oh, people, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. You know, they sort of, they did have a bit of a um, sort of, a lot of people behind them sort of liking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But no, I'll tell you, it was a good version. It was quite a long version. It is, but that's because you have to get settled in, don't we? You know what I mean? Yeah. And we've got quite a lot of harmonica going on on the programme. Yeah, the next week. one I've got lined up is another harmonica. Yeah. In, Tune. I'll see if you remember it. It's even earlier than that. That was 1972. This is, I believe, 1971. There we go. Linda's Farm. See if you remember this one. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. 
There you go, meet me on, meet me on the corner by Linda's Farm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a classic. It classic. has nice, simple harmonica in it. It does, but um, it's it's it is a classic, isn't it? Yeah. I actually sold in this form about nineteen seventy seven. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Who was that? Um, it was in the um, Mountford Hall, if memory serves me right. But it was the same night that Liverpool won a European Championship League final, and um, it, everyone was mad, going mad, you know. Yeah. But they were fantastic. They were a great group. Alan Hall, although we never wrote that song, he was he was one of the best singer songwriters of. of um, of his time, unfortunately, he's passed away now. I'll t- we'll try and squeeze another one in of of fin- Linda's farm. Yeah, well, nice. Yeah, okay. What we did do over the last few weeks is we didn't really play much in the way of um, folk music, did we? Uh, no, we've not been. We've been talking about that. We've been criticising ourselves over yeah, that, haven't okay. we? Okay, so I've, I've brought a few folky things in. So I've got one to play now. Um, Karen Poltwart, a track called "Sorry." Okay, hope you like this one then. Sure. Your time on the mountain is over And you fall to the earth like a leaf It won't be enough these days to say sorry Sorry won't pay for this grief You may lay down your guilt on the altar Nail your remorse to the cross But it's not enough these days to say sorry Sorry won't pay for this loss Sorry won't wash it all away 
And if you should confess to the crime Kareen Polwart, sorry. I got that 2008. I've, I, occasionally what I used to do, you leave the prices on the CDs and I put the date I bought something. Yeah. So I actually bought that CD. It's from a CD called That's Proper Folk, special price of 199 wow. 3rd of May 2008. And it says that that's from the album, her album, This Earthly Spell. And she had up to 2008. I don't know if she's been nominated even more times, but she's won the best original song at the BBC Radio 2 Folk Awards and being four times nominated up to 2008. I'll have to check that out. Lovely Lish. voice. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, it's great, it's great CD, 199, steal. Well, it wasn't stolen, but, you know, I pay for it, like that. So what have you got on the programme today, Ian? Well, coming up, uh, we've got an interview with Liam Ward, who is a harmonica player. Right, OK. And I interviewed him uh, a few weeks back now down at the Gloucester International Harmonica Festival. So we've got a whole hour's interview with him. Is this the one you went to twice? This is the one I went to twice, yes. Yes. Yeah. No one was there the first time? Just just so I can explain to listeners, uh, the first time I went went down to the festival in Gloucester... Oh, listen. I I got the week's... Messed up, yeah. And I went down the week before, and there's nobody there except me and people riding horses. Right. I don't know why there's people riding horses, but there was. Um, so I had to go down twice, yeah. Okay, and you went the week after. I went the week after, and everyone else was there. All the other harmonica players in the world was there then. And we well. stayed when he saw you, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, so that's, th- yeah, okay. that's what we got coming up. Uh, between and, and it's a first for us, isn't it? It's the first recording of an interview, yeah. We've never, we've, we've never done this before, no. So, it could go absolutely bottoms up okay so this is you're listening to vintage radio and if you want to contact us by the way whilst we're live on air that the email address is www.vintageradio.org.uk is that it oh no info at vintageradio.org.uk you can email us on that um you message us on facebook if you want or message us on facebook but how, how do people message us on facebook uh, there's a message thing that they press. Oh yeah. Oh, just, oh right, like that. <laughs> on the Thursdays, Thursdays, and we have an email address. Our own email address: ThursdayMusicShow at gmail dot com. Yeah. So you can email us on that. If you and you can email us anytime. If you you know if you if you're an artist and want to come on the program. Yeah. Or you want to send us any MP3s or information about gigs you got lined up. Yeah. Or anything that we might be able to help you with. 
and make our show a little bit better for the local scene. That's right. And just just check us out on, on our Facebook page yeah. as well, which is the Americana I'd Folk tell, and Blues and, and whatever tell, it is. And if, if you are listening, tell people to listen in. Tell other people to listen in. Well, they should do, really. Even even if it's just a podcast. Yeah. Which the, the podcast is available. Yeah. After uh, Usually uh, after the show today or I mean, tomorrow uh, or... Yeah, probably... Um, next week. Probably the weekend this time. The weekend. Anyway, you've got something lined up yourself, haven't you? Yeah, well, we haven't, as you said, we haven't done much folky stuff, but uh, and I don't know if, if you, people can really consider how folky this is, but I think this is fairly folky. Donovan? Okay. Donovan. That's it, it's fairly folky. All right. Yeah. So uh, it's one I haven't heard for ages, so we thought we'd put this one on. Okay. And um, it's called Mellow Yellow. Okay. Just mad about saffron oh, Saffron's mad about me I'm just mad about saffron She's just mad about me They call me mellow yellow Quite rightly They call me mellow yellow Quite rightly They call me mellow yellow
There we go. So that's Donovan and Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow. Now, yeah, here's I think you something. had to be there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's I'll, of its time. 1966. That's it. Released. Is it? Yeah. Uh, the song was rumoured uh, to be out about smoking dried banana skins. Did you know that? No. Well, it was. And I'll probably forget that. Useless bit which, of information. Which <laughs> was uh, believed to be um, like, like a drug. Why would anyone smoke? Oh, I was going to say, why would anyone smoke a. Yes, well, they thought it was a halogen. Uh, oh, it'd be better eating them, banana. <laughs> I know what some people do with bananas, but smoking isn't one thing, you know. Anyway, but the, the, the big news is since they, they believe that, uh, that smoking yellow banana skins was, uh, was like a, a hallucinon. Hallucina- can't even say it. Yeah. Yeah. Hallucinon. <laughs> Hygienic drug in the 1960s. Uh, since then, uh, it's been debunked and it's not true at all. You do realise you're not going to get high on yellow, no, yellow banana skins. You, you do realise that if I ever go on, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, you're the fella I'm going to ring. For the information, anyway, that, that was completely useless. Idea. Yeah. Okay. Right. We've got a couple of. We've got a few things to mention throughout the show. Well, um, gigs and stuff like that. So okay. um, let's get a few out the way. So. Anyone got a pen and paper? October the 5th, Michael Chapman, who is, who is a folk legend, um, 70s artist, hmm. he actually um, he's going to be playing at St Bride's. Um, it's an event done by Nottingville Music, uh, Paul Fitzgerald, and the support or special guest is Nick Ellis, a local guy from, from the Maybes. Okay. Um, 5th of October. Okay. And tonight, if you're in town tonight, and you want to have a good little bit of a um, sing-along, stuff like that. My friends, two black sheep, are playing for the first time. Um, the, the Lounge, 69 Lounge, is it? What is it called? Lounge 61, or 69, in Hanover <laughs> Street. It's is either it one or the other. 61 61, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's one of those, either next door but one. <laughs> but they're doing a set of covers tonight, anyway. Um, that's from about 8 o'clock anyway okay. okay well I hope you find that yeah 61 um, yeah 61 or 69 <laughs> why have I got 69 on the brain I don't know anyway <laughs> don't, don't, don't want to think okay. about that right let's play a bit of Joan Shelley this is a new album that's just come out um, called um, let me let the river f- god I can't even read it put your glasses on John let the river like the river loves to see yeah it's easy for you to say yeah like the river loves the sea, and this is a track called Coming Down For You, okay? I'm coming down for you To where you As you always knew how 
the docks Saw a train Set the night on fire I smelled the spring On the smoky wind Dirty old town Dirty old town I'm gonna My love by the gasworks wall Dream the dream by the old canal I kissed my girl by the factory wall Dirty old town Dirty old town Dirty old town Dirty old town There we go, Dirty Old Town By the Pogues Right I, I love that song, I do Yeah, it's, um, I was just asking you Did you know who wrote it? You and McCall, I guess, right? Yeah If you go round God, Central Station Mm-hmm on a Friday night, all yep. those Irish bars. Yeah, I think everyone will be playing that song. You know, each in each place that song will probably get played. Yeah, yeah, it's such a popular song. It is a great song. Do you know it's the first? It's one of the first songs I learned to play as a harmonica player. Oh right, yeah, yeah. And I used to always play it wrong for the first couple of years. I always played it wrong. Oh, right. there's, a, there's a little bend in there on the uh, on the harmonica, um, which which. I never used to play. I used to pretend it wasn't there. Yeah. And then as I got better, I thought, you know what, I'll start playing it. I've even heard Two Black Sheep do that one, um, which reminds me, it is 69, Hanover Street. Lounge 69. Ideal for Two Black Sheep. 61, yeah. Okay. Mm. I've got something to play to you, and I'd like you to listen to the words, and any our listener, listen to the words in this one. This is a very clever song, and it's got the most fantastic harmonies um, of a record I've heard in all my life. Okay. It's by a band called The Roaches and it's called Mr. Selleck. And it's quite funny actually as well.
The roaches, Mr. Selleck. I hope she did get a job after all that. <laughs> so a song all about trying to get your job back. Yeah, yeah, it's cracker. I wonder. I wonder if Theresa May's singing a similar sort of song. No, I don't think she's interested. <laughs> um, do you know? I heard that. Remember Alexis Corner? He's a blues guy, isn't he? Yeah. He used to have a Sunday program on Radio One, I think, and he played that, and it was. It's just suddenly thought wow that's great i have to go up and buy it you know in those days when you you didn't have anything to stream mm-hmm. or you could just go on youtube and dinner you'd have to go out and buy the record you know yeah yeah um, i love that song anyway right okay we've got something to play from sarah McQuaid. she's been in touch with us um we spent um some time last week giving us some dates oh that's right she's coming over from uh yeah. well, from america, yeah, yeah. she lives in cornwall but she's doing a tour of america and then she's doing a tour over in, ah, in the uk okay. i think the nearest place to us is pressed Okay, well, so let's let's have a listen to this. Now, straight after this, we'll do the answer. Yeah, we've got the Liam Ward. Ward yeah, okay. Up. This is the title track from If We Dig Any Deeper, It Could Get Dangerous. Okay, here we go. There's a boy in the garden with a shovel 
say I know you're having fun I don't want to make a fuss But if you dig any deeper It could get There you go, Sarah McQuid. There you go. Got that. I enjoyed that. Yeah, she's made a great album. I tell you that. I've enjoyed listening to that. Um, there's a couple of cover versions on there, which unusual. There's one called um, "Forever Awesome." Do you remember that? From War of the Worlds. Oh, right. Yeah, yes, yeah. I will know it. Yeah. I will know it because I used to listen to that album a lot yeah, when I was Jeff a kid. Lane, yeah, and yeah. Justin Hayward sang sang the um, the song. Time for that interview, Ian. So uh, this is uh, Liam Ward, okay. who I've known for, for quite a few years now, because um, he's another harmonica player, uh, a great harmonica player, and this album... Is he the second best harmonica player in the world? No. He's <laughs> 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 so funny. Um, right. So Is he better than you? Y- well, probably, you know. Oh, yeah, right, okay, yeah. that's a, that's yeah, a first. I'm, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to... Concede. You know, I, oh, 
Anyway, it doesn't matter how... <laughs> but what I would say is that this album that he's going to be talking about is, for me, it, it's probably one of the best albums I've listened to. Harmonica-led albums, right, okay. I should say. Harmonica-led blues albums that I've listened to in recent times, which has been recorded recently. Yeah. Uh, and he's contemporary, harmonica player, right. and I think he's pretty good. And I think the listeners are going to enjoy the interview. Well, I haven't heard it, so I will be listening. Okay. So, let's listen to the... Um, the interview. Yeah, let's listen to the Liam, Liam Ward interview. Here we go.
Okay, so you've just been listening to What's the Big Deal by Liam Ward. Now, at the moment, I'm down in Gloucester, just or just north of Gloucester, at Hartford University at the National International Harmonica Festival. And uh, surprise, surprise, I've actually got Liam Ward with me. Good afternoon, uh, Liam. Good afternoon, lovely to be here. God, um, I've got your album here, the Liam Ward Band Uprising, and I believe you recorded this in Abbey Road. Uh, we mastered it in Abbey Road, yes. So we recorded down in South Wales, in Clathley, at Sonic One Studios, with a great sound engineer called Tim Hamill. And Tim likes to use uh, Sean McGee down at Abbey Road Studios for his mastering. So we went down to Abbey Road, uh, we had a tour, um, you'd be walking through the, the uh, corridors and they'd just go, oh, the Beatles used that. Oh, that's an old tape of the bit. You know, it it was um, yeah, amazing experience, and and he did a great job. I think if you hear before and after, you know, he polished us. I'd say that. Brilliant. <laughs> so so Tom, when, when you got down to Abbey Studios, how excited were you? For me, I you know I never thought I'd I'd get the chance to do something like that. Um, and out outdoors, the the famous crossing is always busy. I mean, it's it's a death trap, really. You know, and people are <laughs> people are sitting down in the middle of the road and photos and all that. And then if they see you walking into Abbey Road Studios, it's who's that? Who's that? You know, um, even if they've no idea, of course they have no idea who I am. You know, but but they're going, oh, what's going? Oh, what's you know? And they're start trying to stop you and ask you questions because the 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 you know the gates are closed and you know you can't just walk in so they're um, all calling your name what's going on you know what are you doing so yeah it was it was very exciting and um, trip trip of a lifetime really experience of a lifetime no brilliant okay so when you say that uh, people don't know who you are but actually they do know a lot of people do know who you are especially harmonica players <laughs> or, or budding harmonica players because you've got um, a YouTube channel a website. Yeah. And the YouTube channel, I mean, how many subscribers do you have? It's up to about 75,000 now, I think, which is, in the grand scheme of things, is, is you know, it's not Kim Kardashian, but um, in harmonica circles, it's pretty big. Uh, I've got a lot of harmonica friends around the world, yeah. yeah. Um, I do quite a lot of events and meet people who've, who've seen the videos, which is really cool. It's nice. Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay, let's have another, another song off the album, which is, so you choose. Oh, okay. What Let should we play? Let's go with uh, Gina, because that's a song I wrote for my wife, who's not called Gina, and right. that's another story, uh, but it is for her. I hope that's not your next one. You're, you're... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you off, I'll, off, off record. Okay, right. <laughs> Let's have a listen to Gina. Take the chance to thank you 
think, I hope you feel it too. Do you know my inspiration? I did it all for you. Now, Liam, that's, the Liam Ward band is not the only band that you're in, is it? It's not. <laughs> I don't think I could survive just in one band. I, I love the variety of, of doing lots of different things. Yeah. So, tell us about uh, the other bands that you're in as well. Okay. Well, we will come back to the Liam Ward band and talk about that, because I know, but let's just get an overview. Yeah. So, I have a, an acoustic trio called the Rumble Strutters, and I also play with a five-piece jug band called the Jake Leg Jug Band, and we do a lot of jazz and blues festivals and I also play with a couple of duos so I play with some guitarists uh, one down in Bristol called Malcolm Thorne who's a great young guitarist really up and coming and making a splash on the scene um, Benjamin Bassford who some of your listeners might know another great singer-songwriter kind of blues troubadour um, and some other stuff. I mean, I you know I I guest with with other bands. I keep keep my uh, finger in many pies, you know, to to keep it interesting for me and to uh, to survive as well. Absolutely, because you are a professional musician. Mm. A lot of musicians these days are you, you know doing other jobs mm. uh, just to keep afloat. But you've taken the plunge and you've you've gone the whole hog, and I, that must have been a, a big decision for you. It's it, it's hard work, uh, but two things you know I'm doing what I love yeah. and also I'm doing the only thing I can do I mean I uh, 
I've got a philosophy degree. There's not a lot of philosophy jobs out there, you know? <laughs> um, and I'm lucky, uh, you know, the, the song Gina on the album is, is about my wife, but I'm lucky when I met my wife, uh, she, she said to me, go full time. Because at the time I was doing, uh, I was living in Manchester, I was working in a care home, I was doing 12 hour shifts, and I'd, I'd go to work, I'd get home, I'd give a harmonica lesson, and then go out and do a gig. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I'd do a 12 hour shift in the care home, I'd give a harmonica lesson, I'd go out and do a gig. Right. And it was ridiculous, you know, it was yeah. killing me. Um, but I had, it, I had this idea in my head, I had to, I'd had, had to have a proper job, you know, yes. had to be employed. And uh, the lady who became my wife said, oh, just do the music, that's what you love. Like, I, I can tell that's what you want to do. And I needed that permission to do it. And then I've never looked back. I mean, there's there's tough days like there are in any job, but yeah. you know, I kind of think, well, at least I'm not working for someone else. At least I'm not stuck in an office. And I get to come to events like we're at at the moment and meet hundreds of harmonica players. And you know, it, it's kind of my geeky little community, and I love it. <laughs> well, we can we can also because if you ever see Liam um, on on any of his videos. And or any um, performances that, that Liam's done, uh, you can see that you can see that straight away. Just how much he loves the music, how into it he is. Um, now, what is your biggest accomplishment so far? <laughs> you know, seriously, mm-hmm. this well, no, this is stupid. But my biggest accomplishment in life was passing my driving test because I'm a terrible driver and it's made such a difference because I used to have to get trains planes automobiles <laughs> hitch lifts everywhere to get to gigs and it was a nightmare so seriously that's my biggest accomplishment but um, you know it, for me at the moment I'm excited about learning to learning stagecraft and, and accepting it's very easy to become competitive in an environment where you performing with other people doing the same instrument, going to events, I go to a lot of harmonica events, and I'm excited at the moment about working on being an entertainer and saying I'm here to provide entertainment, not to sort of polish my own ego and flash and... and cool stuff is is all very well but remembering the priority is just you're an entertainer you're there to serve and I think that's an important thing to get around and to learn about and at the moment that's something I'm really trying to concentrate on every time I go and do a gig I'm thinking about that um, and I think that that's a big it it's an abstract idea and it's not a obvious thing but to me that that's a it's not an achievement as such because I'm not there yet but I'm trying to focus on that and that's a big thing for me at the moment brilliant okay um, we always ask our musicians uh, who come on this show um, to play live yeah now how do you fancy playing a little bit of raw blues on the harmonica for us sure yeah okay let's do that then get your harmonica let's do a little bit of raw blues okay <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Ah, oh, baby, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. Yeah, baby, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. I thought you was my honey, and you'd always be the one. Ah, oh, baby, I feel tears coming in my eyes. Yeah, baby. I feel tears coming in my eyes. I got you, me, my baby, and you're gonna make me cry. to play like Liam Ward he uh, has lots and lots of uh, resources online you can just go to go to his website check him out google him because um, there, there's a thing you know people should be learning to play the harmonica because it's a great instrument and maybe it's under, underestimated I you think know? so I, th I think the harmonica is quite good at lots of things and I think that's possibly one of the things that the sort of you need to get your head around it it's quite good at imitating bits of fiddle tunes bits of guitar bits of vocals bits of the brass instruments and it's about shaping it to suit your own needs and and that takes a bit of getting used to but once you do that there are sounds it makes that are like nothing else yeah. you know you, you you nothing else has that You know, nothing can get that sound quite like a harmonica, and I think it's it, it's unique in that sense. It, it has many shapes, doesn't it? The, mm. the, the sound you can shape the music, and, and I, I don't know any other instrument can, that can shape music in that way. Mm. It's very emotive. It, it feels it's very close to the human voice, and it's very good at demonstrating emotion. You, you know that raw emotion, and you can even imitate a voice with it you know you can call for your mama you know you can do all that kind of there's some great records from the 40s and 50s where they they do that whole voice imitation thing and uh, but even normal playing that isn't kind of silly stuff like that it feels it comes from the heart and you, you can't help but feel that emotion absolutely so who are your uh, who, would you, who would you say your major inspirations I mean, the usual suspects, Big Walter, Little Walter, the Sunny Boys, but my favourite harmonica player of all time is Paul DeLay, okay. who is from Portland, Oregon, and I never got to see him play. I think he might have even been dead by the time I heard of him. He was a contemporary player. I think he was only in his 50s when he died. He died about 10 years ago. And what he did 
was he crafted a unique sound. There's a lot of harmonica players out there who play fantastic stuff, but you hear their influences straight away. And I would still remember the first time I heard Paul DeLay, and I thought, who the heck has he been listening to? Because he sounded so unique. And not only that, he was a great singer, great songwriter, great entertainer, and had a lot of humour in what he did. He was very funny. And for me, I can't completely separate playing from, from the, everything else in the package. So I always listen to someone as a, a rounded thing. And for me, he just ticked every box. And it's one of my great regrets that I didn't get to see him play. He didn't really come over here. He was huge uh, yeah. physically. On his, on his album covers, if you Google Paul DeLay Band, um, it's just spelled D-E-L-A-Y, then you get these album covers and he's, he, he, he takes up the whole, not, not to be rude, but he takes up the whole cover and then the rest of the band are poking around him trying to wave saying, I'm here too, because <laughs> he, he was a huge guy, but it meant he couldn't really travel, he couldn't get on a, he needed two seats on a plane, you know, nice. that sort of thing. I mean, he had a lot of health problems and he was in and out of prison, he had a tough life. So, he, um, yeah, I don't think he ever came to the UK, I doubt it if he did. And uh, yeah, he, I hadn't heard of him by the time he died anyway, I don't think. But he, he's not as, he's known in harmonica circles, he's the harmonica player's harmonica player, you know. But outside, in the broader blues circles, he's not as well known. And he should be, because he, is, he was the full package, it's not just his heart playing, and he's well worth checking out. I've al I should also say I've got a track on the album called No Delay which is about his life because when he was in prison his band toured as the No Delay band
jailhouse and backstreet bars. Faces and phrases took him over the moon. Ahead of the times, now he's gone too soon. Liam Ward and no delay. Uh, okay, Liam, let me ask you something a bit different. What are you not very good at? <laughs> Most things <laughs> in life, <laughs> um, or musically. Musically, um, I can barely play the chromatic. I'd, I'd love to play play more chromatic harmonica. So, for listeners who don't know, most blues harmonica is on the diatonic which gives you those really bluesy wailing uh, and then chromatic harmonicas they they have all the missing notes which makes them a bit more like a piano yeah. or, or like any other instrument um, and some of the people who I love listening to I mean I've mentioned Paul DeLay he was a fantastic chromatic player as well as diatonic and I can barely scratch the surface with chromatic. I can do a little bit of basic bluesy stuff. go much beyond that I'm a one trick pony on, okay. on the chromatic um, because I, I mean I'm, I end, I'm very likely to end up talking very geeky harmonica stuff when it comes to this stuff because there's a weird thing with the diatonic harmonica where you end up with lots of different keys of harmonica to suit the key of the song you're playing and what that means is you can learn blow four draw five, blow six, and then pick up the right harmonica for the right key and play 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 any key by knowing the tab, by knowing the hole and the air direction. And when it comes to the chromatic harmonica, it's different. You, you kind of need to learn to read sheet, sheet music, and you need to learn to play in different keys on one instrument, and that makes it more like learning any other instrument, which to me is scary. So that, that's a big shortcoming. I'm also, you know, I'm always looking for new avenues to explore. At the moment, I'm trying to work on playing with rhythm, moving things in phrases, phrasing. Phrasing is, is a huge thing. Some of my favourite players, they craft simple but wonderful phrases, and that's something I find it easy in the practice room and then I think like a lot of people you take it on stage and it goes I could do that at home you know I I sounded great at home and then it doesn't seem to come out the same way on stage so that's that's something I'm I'm always working on Uh, but there's an endless list of I think we we all have blind spots 
I mean, there's some geniuses out there, and it's hard to knock anything they do. But we all have blind spots, and uh, that's one of them. Okay. Uh, right. As a teacher, um, what advice would you give to somebody who is just picking up the harmonica for the first time, or any musical instrument for the first time? Get a teacher, preferably a local teacher who you, who you can meet in person, and stick stick to a proper practice regime with them because if nothing else the motivation of knowing you have a lesson is a big thing you know I've got to practice for that lesson that's a big thing listen listen to to harmonica players listen to other instruments listen to as much as possible whatever genre you're trying to get into try and soak it up hear the rhythms hear the phrasing hear the the lyrics because that's all part of what you're trying to learn. You're trying to learn the idiom, the genre. You're not just trying to learn a few licks, a few blues licks or whatever. So really, really listen. And then I suppose the third thing would be don't be afraid to learn a little theory. Theory can be very scary for harmonica players. And I'm not theory heavy. I only know what I need to know to get by. But I very much recommend learning just that little bit. Don't skip. I mean, if you go to my YouTube lessons, if you go to any other harmonica teacher, there's loads of stuff online. They'll teach a lot of songs, a lot of techniques. And then sometimes they'll teach some theory. Don't skip the theory lessons. Some people think, ah, oh, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> but we put it up for a reason. We, we include it because it, it's really helpful. I never put anything online that I don't think will be really useful so take take that take that on board as well so you know get yourself that instructor listen like hell and learn a little bit of theory just just to kind of help polish your playing and, and it will make you a far better player yeah I, that, I think that's excellent advice back to yourself where do you see yourself and the Liam Ward band uh, coming up in the next five years, where, where do you see that? Or all the other bands, the, the, the Rumble Strutters and the Jake, the Jake Leg Boot Band, is that right? <laughs> Jiggy Jaggy, <laughs> Jake Leg Jug yeah. Band. Where, where do you see yourself in the next five years, basically? That's a good question. Um, I just want to keep gigging. I love gigging. I want to keep teaching. I'd like to get out to the US which we almost did this year, but visas got troublesome. We got invited to a festival, a jug band festival in uh, Kentucky, the big, one of the biggest jug band festivals in the world, but we couldn't make the visas work. We had the gigs. So I'd like to get to the US. I'd like to get to Spa, the big festival in the US. Yeah. And I'd just like to keep variety in what I do. Do some duo, trio, full band stuff. Keep writing. Yeah. I mentioned that I, I'm really interested in working on stagecraft and the full rounded performer side of things part of that for me is writing songs and I think it's a it's a really exciting challenge to write contemporary blues I've tried to do that on the album Uprising I hope it's worked I, I'm happy with the songs I've written about things in my life not about living in a shack in Mississippi because I don't know anything about that yeah. and I think that's a really interesting challenge as a contemporary blues artist so I keep wanting to explore that and hopefully release some more original stuff and uh, keep keep trying to do myself proud. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I mean, uh, you mentioned the word contemporary, mm. and it's a word that seems to slip it slip into uh, modern musicians these mm. days. And you play a lot of traditional blues mm. uh, numbers, but you do tend you do manage to do it in a in a contemporary way. I try to. Yeah. Yeah, I try to. I mean, it's difficult because how how far? Uh, this is a rhetorical question. You know, how far do you move away from the tradition? And 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 at what point does it stop being blues? Yeah. And that's a very difficult question. Some of the songs on on Uprising, I think some of the blues police would say that's not blues. Uh, and then other people would say it's all straight up blues. So it's a matter of interpretation. It's an impossible question to answer. But I just know for me, if nothing else, the subject matter has to chime with my life. Yeah. The songs the songs on Uprising are all either about my life and things that are important to me socially, politically, or just personally, um, about things I love, about things I hate, you know. Right. Or they're stories about someone else, you know. So there's there's the song about Paul Delay. Um, there's some new stuff I'm writing about, kind of just great stories I've heard. A bit like Bob Dylan, you know, would open the paper and, and write a story about something that's happened. You know, um, the great songwriters have done that. Not set, not comparing myself with them, but you know, the, the idea. And I like taking inspiration from other people's lives. But I just try not to write things that are just cliches because I think it's been done so many times and so well. I'm not going to better it. And also it's not authentic for me and who I am. I'm a middle class white boy from Cheshire, you know. I'm not a, a, a black sharecropper from, from Mississippi from the 1920s, you know. So I'm going to write my own truth yeah. as you know, uh, not, not to make it pretentious, but you know, you write, write what you know, essentially. Absolutely. You know, that's the idea. Yeah, okay. Um, well, let's play one last song off, off, off the album. Um, again, we'll let you choose which one you'd like us to play. Okay, let's go with the title track, Uprising, which is an instrumental I wrote, and it took me ages to write and ages to learn. Right. And uh, I got it pretty quickly in the studio, but I've now forgotten it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I, so it'll be nice for me to hear it, because then maybe I'll learn it again. Okay, here's Uprising by Liam Wardband.
Okay, so there you go. There's Uprising by Liam Ward. Liam, what's the most challenging part of being a musician? I know we may have covered this in, in so far, but what do you really think is the most challenging part of being um, someone who, who plays music for a living? These days, you have to do everything yourself. So even record labels, you know, the bottom has fallen out of the music industry with, with the rise of free content. So you have to be your own publicist, your own booking agent, your own record label most of the time. So it's very hard to just concentrate on the creative side of things. The dream for most musicians is just turn up and play a gig, go home and practice, turn up and play the next gig. The reality is 90% of your time is spent doing the other stuff. And the gigs are just, you know, they're the fun bit, but they're not taking up most of your time. And that is a drag on on your resources and and it makes it hard to to um to kind of do what you do but it also makes i think you're a more well-rounded person and it makes you realize you can't just live in your little creative bubble you have to learn how to how to work with other people how to book things how to go out in the world and do normal things you know talk to normal people rather than just turn up and play your little song and go off home so it it might be a good thing in in one way, but I do dream of a day when the blues harmonica community is is big enough and powerful enough that I can just sort of uh, just waltz in and play and uh, go back <laughs> go back home and play and just do the fun side of it. That would be ideal, wouldn't it? That's the dream. Is there any particular blues club anywhere in the world you'd really love to go and jam at? That's a great question. That there's a there's a good place called Terra Blues in New York City where I've I've been and I've I've seen people play there. Um, there's a guy I know who plays um, in a band in New York, and I went to see um, them play there. And they they're a great band called Hazmat Modine. They're kind of blues, but they've got all these Eastern European influences and the fabulous stuff. Uh, the harmonica player's called Wade Schumann and he's a bit crazy but he's wonderful the best people are all crazy <laughs> uh, and we had a we had a gig book there uh, on the US tour that the Jake Leg Jug Band had planned uh, for this year which couldn't go ahead in the end and I'd love to go there just because it was a wonderful atmosphere mm. and for me to play in New York would be a wonderful thing so maybe one day that'll happen and, and it did almost happen so it, yeah. it's feasible um I mean, America is the homeland of blues, the birthplace of blues. I played in New Orleans. I played on uh, Frenchman Street, where all the local New Orleans bands played. I played with a jug band down there, and that was great, ticking that off the bucket list kind of thing. Brilliant. But uh, New York would be nice. Um, I played in Mississippi as well, uh, in uh, Oxford, Mississippi, as part of the Hill Country Harmonica Festival. But although New York isn't, it's not the, the home of blues. There's something about it. Yeah, so nice. a lot of people might say Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to go to Chicago, to and that could happen. You know, I've got friends in Chicago, and yeah. hopefully, if I plan something, I'm I'm thinking uh, there's a little seed in my mind, thinking a little bit of a teaching slash playing tour, because most of my YouTube hits for my lessons are in the US. So I know there's people out there watching and and would want to come to some workshops. So. Hopefully I'll get out there and Chicago would definitely be 
included, I think. Yeah. I think one of the good things about the harmonic community is although we all live miles apart from each other, it is it is kind of close, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we, we, we all seem to have an awful lot of harmonica friends all over mm. the world. Uh, and, and when it's your birthday, you get lots of uh, lots of people you don't know. Yeah. yeah. But you do sort of know them because they're sort of talking the same language. It's a small world, really, and the demographic of harmonica player, everyone's on Facebook. So, kind of, you, you go to an event and you might have never met someone but you've talked to them at length yeah. online yeah so you feel like you know them yeah i did a, an event in edinburgh recently and we had people from the us canada mexico all across europe australia um you know it brings people together from all around the world and it's just in the grand scheme of things it's a small community so you get to know people because there, there are hundreds. There, there, are, there are thousands, but you know, the the serious people, there, there aren't that many people in any one country. So, you'll know the serious harmonica players around the world. Yeah. Um, because you you can have that many friends. You know, yeah. if it was millions of people, it's too much. But it's a it's a small world. So, we sort of all know each other. It's nice. Yeah, it's true. I mean, when you think about how many guitar players there are, serious guitar players, you know, there's, there's, there must be thousands thousands in the UK who consider themselves serious uh, yeah. guitar players and you, you probably in the UK consider themselves serious harmonica players would be into the hundreds maybe yeah yeah and it makes a big difference because it does feel feels like you're all mates or already yeah. even before you've met um, and the harmonica you know there aren't many f famous harmonica players so the people who are at the top of their game, no one's heard of them outside of harmonica circles, in really. So you can meet them, you can yeah. hang out with them, you can play with them. That's right. So you go to these harmonica events and your heroes are just as accessible as the guy down the street who plays a bit harp in the local pub. Yeah. And if you live near one of these guys, they are the guy down the road who plays in the local pub. Yeah, So exactly. yeah, it, that's, it's that's a wonderful true. thing. Yeah, and if you were a guitar player, you'd be hard pushed to to go and have a chat with um, Eric Clapton. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's. Yeah, I mean, beyond Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Wonder, mm -hmm. there there aren't. It's hard to think of any, you know. And if you can count the famous harmonica players on one hand, you know, then everyone beyond that is going to be accessible. Absolutely. Well, Liam, thank you very much for your time. Uh, now, just before we go, can you just um, can you just tell people what the, the, your website, how people can contact you, how people can book you, yeah, um, how people can support you in any way? So you can get in touch with me for my blues band through liamwardband.com. I haven't managed to think of a more interesting name than Liam Ward Band. That works for me. Ans answers on a postcard. Have you got? <laughs> uh, so liamwardband.com, you'll find me through that. And for the teaching, it's learntheharmonica.com. And you can also find all that stuff on YouTube. So if you search on YouTube for Liam Ward Harmonica, you'll get my harmonica lessons. You'll also get my band and you can subscribe to my YouTube channels. I, I put out a free harmonica lesson every single week and I also put live videos up every single week. So there's loads of stuff on YouTube. I'm, I'm very active on there, so check that out as well. 
Liam Ward, thank you very much. You're listening to Vintage Radio, and we are live at the Gloucester International Harmonica Festival. Liam, thank you very much. Cheers, Ian.
This is Liam Ward, and you're listening to Vintage Radio on the Wirral. There you go. Do you know what? That last track that you played, Yeah. I actually went downstairs. I had a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Redressed myself, come back, and it was still on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wild, isn't it? It does. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, 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 it's something like that. 
All right. Anyway, let's quickly get on to the local stuff now. Okay, I enjoyed cool. that, by the way. That was it's good. Yeah. He's yeah. good, isn't he? Yeah, he's very good. And also, it's uh, given us loads of ideas because we don't have to ask people to come in the studio to interview them. Well, no, we don't have to ask no. them, do we? No, be good if they do because it is a yeah, good experience. Yeah, it's much to come better. In. But those people that we can't, you know, get in. Yeah. Because so, if you are a musician and you'd like to be interviewed on the uh, America on the Blues and folk show and country show. And whatever else it is we might be. <laughs> <laughs> FC UK. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a musician and you'd like to come into the studio, or maybe we might even come to you. Yeah. Uh, if you're. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Okay, right, we're going to play some local stuff. This is a song from uh, White Little Lies called Hurricane. We played it last week, it just came out at the weekend. There are times when you drive me a little insane. There are times when I can't get you out of my brain. There are times when life hits me like a hurricane. But through it all, you're my everything. Through it all, you're my
you go. White Little Lies Hurricane came out last week. It's a great song. Though. That it. was it. I love that sort of thing. It's yeah. nice and upbeat. And the lovely people as well, Vanessa and Dan. Lovely people. Yeah. Hello, great Nathan. Fun. You're in. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're ready to do your show? Yeah. Yeah, coming yeah. up at four o'clock. <laughs> it's Nathan Gould and the 80s show. Right, okay. Yeah. But before then, we've got, still got a couple of tracks to play. Yeah, you're not a on A couple yet. of things to mention. <laughs> no, not quite. Yeah, yeah, you're not on. Right, okay. <laughs> you're so not on. Okay, pretend he's, okay. pretend he's not Get on. Get out, yeah. you're not on. Yeah. Um, right, okay, to mention a um, couple of events coming up. Um, tomorrow night, um, 81 Renshaw Street in Liverpool, part of Heaven's Gate, um, Song Dog are playing, and the supporter from two local artists, Steve Roberts, yeah. who, well, he's... He was from round here, but he lives in the Glossop now. But okay. uh, we're going to play Steve Roberts' song and follow that quickly with a Vinnie Peculiar song who's also on the same bill, um, and he's had roots in Liverpool as well. So we'll start off with the Steve Roberts' song, then we'll go straight into the Vinnie Peculiar song. Good after idea. that. Okay. <laughs> Then, 
The fabulous Vinnie Peculiar. Enjoy that. Yeah. Peculiar. <laughs> and before that was Steve Roberts. Uh, they're on 81 Rancho Street to Ananias. Brilliant. Just got a couple more gigs that are playing soon out the way. Um, plug them, plug them. Plug them, plug them, plug them. Liverpool Acoustic on Saturday. I've got an all day um, to start the songwriting challenge that they do each year. This is where you actually look at a piece of art and then you write a song about it within a month. And submit it, and you might get into the final. Hang on, hang on. So say that again. You look at a piece of art. Yeah, you choose a piece of art. You choose one, or they choose one. You choose one. Uh-huh. Then it inspires you to write a song. You've got about a month in September to yeah. write it. You submit it. There's about five different judges. Yeah. Who will listen to the song, and so you have to write it and perform it or record it. In that in September. Yeah. Yeah, you you record it. You can um, record it on your phone or something like that. Yeah. What happens is then you perform it. If you get into the final, the top, yeah. the ten that get selected with the most votes, yeah. will perform in January at the Leaf. All right. In January. So are you going to be doing this? I'll have a go. I mean, I've done it last year and I got into the final actually, but I didn't win. Can I have a go? Anyone can have a go, but you need and to. How much a, does it cost to have a go? It, it costs you absolutely nothing. That's not much. Yeah, that's, that's quite cheap, okay. that, isn't it? But to celebrate that, they've got a, an open mic day in eighty-one Rancho Street on Saturday the seventh. Um, also, Saturday the seventh, um, our local favourite Ellen and Nelly is supporting Charlie Reader at the Prohibition Place. Starts about half past six. Yeah. Next Tuesday, September the eighth. No, Sunday, September the eighth. Um, Callum Gilligan has got an EP launch. Another one at Rancho Street. And the final one to mention is the big room in Hesville. They've got that uh, Jules Holland show where you've got Yacht Club, Swing and Time Jazz, and Phil Chisnell, who came into the studio um, a few weeks. And we're going to play for Phil to go out to the show tonight, or this afternoon even. Okay. Is Jules Holland going to be there? No. Well, he might be, you never know. He's dead in spirits, isn't he? Dead in spirits. (laughs) So... Next week, just before we go, um, I'm not here, but you are. Yes. 
Uh, we've got Tanya. Tanya George from the Hen House Promotions in Manchester. She's going to tell us about what she's doing and what she intends to do. It's a new venue that's opened in Manchester, but she's been in touch with us and she's looking for Liverpool artists to actually to put on as well. Yeah, so if you're a, 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 an artist from Liverpool to Wirral, you know, you might, might want to listen to the uh, listen to the show next week. Okay. Because, I'm a, uh, yeah. It, may, it might uh, be able to put some work in your direction. Very good. Who okay. knows? All right. So, till next week. Yes, till next week. Um, uh, that's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Have a great week. Okay. Nathan's right. next. And Nathan's next. We're going out on Phil Chisnell. Thank you.